feels good to be a gangster. But my gut feeling is we're going to play. Uh, whether we start uh, September 5th or a little bit later, I don't know that for sure. Uh, whether we play in conference, out com- out of conference, whatever that happens, I don't. That doesn't bother me. Uh, I know this. I do believe we're going to play. I'm almost certain that we are going to play. Uh, and you guys will agree with this. The SEC needs football. Uh, State of Louisiana needs football. Our country needs football. It's time to get going. You're listening to One Team One Podcast, your unfiltered source for LSU sports. Presented by Courtesy Automotive Group and Bandit Radio Productions. On this episode, Coach O is positive that we are playing football. LSU basketball adds a seven-footer without Dickie V's permission. And we have our Tiger Droppings posts of the week. Okay, guys, welcome back to One Team, One Podcast. I am Matt, and I am here with Jack. How's it going, Jack? Good. Episode 20. Uh, this is the Billy, the Billy Cannon, Cannon episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to retire this episode for the rest of our lives. Yep. This is the last one, y'all. This is it. So mm-hmm. it's been a good ride. Been or a good wait, three-month no, no. ride. Wait, that's not right. Once, no, 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 no. There's just no more episode 20s after well, this. Well, the funny thing would be we started this when COVID started. What if we just quit when when football comes back or sports comes back? We just quit all together. Like, <laughs> ha, 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 ha. That would suck. That would be bad. Jeez. <laughs> Put in all this work. Um, all right. So, got a lot to talk about today. First thing is we want to give a big shout-out to our sponsor, Courtesy Buick GMC in Lafayette. Uh, go follow Brandon Lejeune. I'll post his information on our Facebook page. Um, Brandon's always posting out new deals at courtesy. Um, give those guys a like and a listen. They've been a big supporter of us. And with that, okay. First thing is coach O has been very outspoken this week, right? Yeah. So give me a little update of all, all the things that you've seen him do. Cause I know we had a clip at the beginning of the show, right? So he, he talked to, uh, it was Marty and McGee. He was there. Yeah, He was on there. Uh, he talked to Mike freaking Pence. Yeah. He was on, he was on a round table with Mike Pence, right? Yeah. I mean, what the, he, he's been on like just a Neil Cavo- Cavuto on Fox. He was on the Fox yeah. business is yeah. what he was on. Um, and, just every everywhere he's talking, he is basically saying, "We need football here. They're ready to play football, and basically, it's happening." Like ev- everyone wants it, basically. Is yeah. what he's saying, which is true. Yeah. Um. I mean, everybody wants to play, and if you have a protocol in place, I don't understand what the problem would be. Um. I think the big question is going to be having fans in the stands, right? And that's yeah. still. I mean, it's up in the air. It's up in the air. I don't. I personally don't think it's going to happen, just I because either. I think it's going to be a PR hit, but for somebody. Yeah. But with Coach yeah. O coming out, I, I mean, that's a big. I think he's getting a lot of flack nationally about this. By the way, is he? I yeah. Actually, well, I'm, that's actually not surprising at all. But uh, I've, I've seen some people doing some ESPN podcasts and things like that that are saying, um, "I can't believe he's." coming out here of course he wants to play football and he's making millions of dollars while the players aren't making anything and there's this whole thing about players not making money and we're basically using them again putting them at risk right but but i don't think they're looking at the full picture of like but are the players at risk what are they at risk of if 
I, they aren't. I mean, they're they're at risk to getting the virus, but their recovery rate's probably better than anybody's, yeah. right? Yeah. And it al- it's already at 98, right. 99%. Not only are they young, but they're also like the healthiest people on the planet. Right. And they're going to have medical staff. They're yeah. going to have protocols oh, yeah. in place. So even if somebody does get the virus or is sick or is asymptomatic, they're going to be able to be quarantined. Yeah. I don't see what the problem is. And, I mean, you've seen the. the of course, I'm biased because I want football too, but sure. Sure. still. Absolutely. No, I mean, I won't deny that I pretty much just want football. But at the same time, I mean, you've seen the MLS. They tested their entire league. Uh, it was something over a thousand people were tested. Uh, no cases of the coronavirus. So, I, it's it's the the bubble system is working. You can't really put a bubble around college football, though, which I guess is a bigger concern than other sports leagues. Well, NFL, they they came out today. All the players are tweeting today about. Um, how you need to like get our uh, players association yeah. agreed upon on this? Uh, I guess this new players deal. Yeah. Um, because well, they're they they're forcing them to to go to training camp, and there's no like deal. Yeah. I, apparently, they can tell them to go to training camp, but like playing, there's they need to have a deal put in place before they can start playing. Okay. Um, but that looks like it's all gonna work, and it's all gonna. They want to play, and I think everybody – I saw Terrell Matthew even put a tweet saying, hey, look, we want to play, and yeah. I think their hashtag is we want to play. Um, yeah. They want to make money. Yeah. The NFL is going to so make money. Drew Brees tweeted something too. Right. I think everybody in the NFL did pretty much. It's probably put out there that they uh-huh. needed to put something out. But that's going to happen because there's so much money involved and players are getting compensated. There's TV contracts, all kinds yeah. of stuff. I, I think whatever the NFL ends up ruling is probably what college football is going to follow. I still think you're going to have some teams though that are going to get impacted. I mean, not even not even just group of five. I think you're going to probably have some power fives that are just like, either they have to like reschedule something or somebody's sick that they can't replace, kind of thing, or something happens weird in the whole situation. Mm-hmm. You're still dealing with college kids on a college campus, yeah. so. And our, uh, we talked about this last week. You think they're having school? I mean, people are going to no. go to school? I no. mean, that right now, that's what's happening, uh, right? And this is pessimistic for sure, but uh, I think the reason LSU hasn't said that they're going online is because they want us to pay the full tuition <laughs> before they do that. Yeah. So they make sure we well, I saw, our, I saw parking, get our money first. Parking passes are being sold right now. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, shit, I, and I'm ass- I would assume there's some <laughs> sort of refund policy. Uh, I assume there is, but yeah, they're, they're pushing out parking passes like crazy right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, parking passes, it's only, I think it's only 150 for the year, but yeah. I think it's more than that. I think I've heard some that are like, well, I mean, depends on where you are too. That's how much mine was. Well, it depends on how, where you are. I think, I think there's like some that are like 200 and something dollars. Okay. To get yeah, a parking the, pass. The, the normal commuter passes are 150. I also know somebody that upgraded their tickets this year. Um, and they probably paid ahead of time for that. Yeah. And what happens? I'm so glad I was going to book hotels. Um, cause I was going to do this big trip cause, uh, the Florida game was on the same week as fall break. Okay. So you were going to uh, go to Gainesville. I was going to go, you ever I been? was going to, I was, uh, no, I've never been to Gainesville. Okay. Um, I was probably only going to go once based on the reviews I've heard. I've never gone either. Uh, I was supposed to go, this was like 2003, 2004, 2004. Mm-hmm. It was the year after we won the national championship. Yeah. Okay. And um, I was supposed to go, but we didn't go. Gotcha. Uh, maybe earlier than that. It was the game that we played with gold jerseys. 
Ooh, that was that was a long 90s. time. Nineties, ninety-eight. I think it was ninety-eight. Might have been ninety-eight. Yeah, yeah. Thomas Dunson, ninety-eight. Okay. You know who Thomas Dunson is? That, wasn't that the? That was when uh, <laughs> Spurrier wore white. He, just like as a because fuck he was to LSU. Yes, he was. We just beat him the year before. We just beat him the year before. He was. That's right. He, he was pissed at us, and so he wore white, which forced us to try to wear purple. And then Jerry Dinaro was like, "No, we're not wearing purple." And yeah. so we came out with the yellow jerseys. Yeah. Oof. Those, were, those did not we, go well. We should have won that game. I remember that game very well. We Kevin wore, Falk was What did we wear? We well. wore yellow jerseys with yellow helmets and white pants. Yep. Should have um, gone all yellow. That would have been... I, I, there's a lot I've of seen that, that Jamar s- Chase yeah, all Jamar yellow. Chase we're what, we're going to have a, a uniform episode Eventually coming up we're here soon. Have to. I mean, we talk Just about all, all the time. Just an all uniform episode. We're going to get a lot of people's opinions. We can talk about... We can talk about LSU football uniforms. You know, we can talk about baseball uniforms. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, basketball uniforms yeah. with the Duncan Tiger. Yeah, we we, we uh, I would that would be really cool if like people would just send us in their like their submissions ideas. And, oh, like, but I've seen some stupid ones. There have been some horrible ones, but I would love to like have people send in theirs and like maybe there's like a couple good ones in there. Like, I've seen the Jamar Chase the and all so and all gold. Where he's like, yeah, when he's dancing in the end zone, and that looks pretty good. That looks good. Um, and I think it's and so and we'll talk about this for sure on our all uniform episode. But the stripes not matching is like the biggest deal for me. It's just and they're never gonna match the stripes. I'm uh, you gotta get over. I'm it. already OCD. I got a lot of anxiety. You, you gotta match to. your freaking stripes. You have to get over this. That's gonna be the they're name. They're never of the gonna ed- do it. The name of that episode is gonna be match, match the stripes. Yeah. Greg yeah. Stringfellow. Match the stripes, <laughs> Greg Stringfellow. I know you're listening. They're literally G-string. never going to do it. I don't know why, but they're <laughs> never going to do it. So, All right. So this year, Coach O is like staunch that we are playing. Yeah. And, you know, it might not be Jesus or God saying it, but Coach O, that's close, close as you can get, right? Go Tigers. Yeah. I mean, Louisiana. Yeah. For sure. He's our voice. He's uh-huh. our voice of reasoning. Yeah. Um, I think him saying that was very big for college football. And I know he's getting some flack nationally, but I think here everybody's going to galvanize around it. Yeah. And I think it's more than just, hey, look, they want to play because it's fun to play and players want to play and all that. The economy here has to have that. Yeah. Well, LSU not, football yeah. is the backbone of the entire city and state. And school. Absolutely. I mean. The money goes right back into the school. Exactly. I, and if, I know if it's like that for us. I know it's like that in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. I know it's like that in Gainesville, Athens, Georgia. Yep. I mean, these are places that Clemson, and South Carolina. You ever been to Clemson? It's nothing. Just, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's basically just the college. Just the college. Yeah. yeah. But there's also there's the trickle down effect too. If football doesn't play, uh, a lot of schools they don't make enough money in other other sports to. If they take the hit from football, they're going to be like, okay, we're done with well, everything for this year. I had year. that conversation with uh, Heath Price, uh, brother of Blake, on our other podcast, and he is um, the chief information officer at K- University of Kentucky. Kentucky. Right. And we were talking about, all right, LSU is already in the red on all these other sports, and usually what happens is football makes a ton of money profit. Um, baseball will just, like, clear a small profit. And basketball usually makes a little profit or breaks even or is like a little red. Um, but those are the only ones that are close to even, if not over. Everything else, golf, swimming, gymnastics. Gymnastics actually does better than a lot of the other sports yeah. just because they have a good following. But they all are in the red. So football is paying for all of those sports. Yeah. 
So with no football, those are just we're just in a red the entire yeah. year. LSU can can handle it because there's donors, there's all kinds of like yeah. other ways that they get revenue. But um, my example was okay, LSU's got that, but Texas San Antonio they're canceling the game with LSU most likely. I know that's not official yet, Probably. but. So they're not going to get the money that they were going to get playing LSU. Right. That's probably a large part of their budget they were hoping on. It was probably like a million dollars just to go play LSU. Right. Um, how much money are they going to make for the rest of the year, especially if they're going to have to cancel a lot of yeah. stuff? So are they going to just be in the red even more than they already are? In a school like that, how can they survive yeah. having one year of just depleted funds? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking not only just canceling football, you're going to be canceling the entire athletic year probably. Most likely. Or you're just going to be in the red. Like, if you already know you're – if you're a restaurant, knowing that you're going to operate for another year and you're just going to lose $250,000 that year um, in hopes that the second year you make money, no, you're just going to close. Yeah. And (laughs) And just be even. reopen at some point. Right. Do something else, you know. That's – to me, that's what's going to happen. Right. Isn't that what what UAB did? Yeah. A couple years ago? Yeah. The, they I just mean, weren't making money and they shut it down? Yeah, I think there was some controversy about it because I think the football program was actually on the rise. But at the time. Um, yeah, yeah I don't, there's some more political were, like, about it. But, yeah, that was probably a part of it. Was They came back and, like, won Conference USA. Yeah. The first year back. That was crazy. Yep. Uh, so I think that has a lot to do with it other than just – it's not just – all right, that's just a selfish uh, football coach who makes $6 million a year – uh, wanting players to to come and play. And it, I think there's more to that. Um, first of all, I'm sure the players want to play. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've seen plenty of LSU players come out and say, hey, can you all please wear a mask? I want to play. Jamar Chase came out and said that yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah wear a mask. We want to play. Yeah. Uh, and if that means that we can have football, yeah, absolutely. Wear a mask. Sure. What's the big freaking deal? Coach O is wearing a mask, guys. Now, if he's wearing a mask, then everybody should wear a mask, right? Yeah, follow the leader. Follow he's, the leader. That's leader. our guy. That's that's my coach. That's my coach. Roll Tide what? <laughs> Roll. Roll Tide what? <laughs> um, all right, so college football. You had some other thoughts? Specific. Well, I, we had a long discussion last episode about yeah. college football and, like, what we think may be happening, especially after the Big Ten and all that. Ten-game yeah. SEC schedule is what we're hoping for. That's what they, I think that's what we're thinking. That's um, what I want. I want you to take and I think that's been a lot of the discussion points for the last week is okay, say we do do a conference only schedule, how are we doing it? Are we taking all of our current SEC games and dates and then just adding two games to them or yeah. are we just going to play eight or what what's the question? Now I'm now I'm starting to see little rumors and hints around Alabama is looking at adding a game with possibly BYU or Notre Dame. Yeah, I did see something about that. And then also Greg Sankey said something about Alabama and Texas A&M will have opportunities. I did see that. To, Why? So how does Alabama have the opportunity to add BYU? I don't know, and I, I'm I'm just curious about this whole process. And like, I know the Big 12 hasn't announced anything yet. Um, I don't know if this is maybe premature or bullshit to me. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really get where. Obviously that was hinting at A&M could play Texas. I think that's what everybody assumed that meant. 
I don't see A and M ever playing Texas again. They hate right. each other's well, guts. Well, I think that's what I think that's what he was um, implying by that. By that, or at well, least then a lot that of would mean that, then that sure. would mean LSU is going to play Texas, right? But he was I, the way he was saying it. It sounded like they'll have that opportunity because they have a team really close to them. I didn't, I didn't know that that meant Alabama has BYU, but I did see something about BYU saying that they'll be able to play Alabama or something. Right. I, I don't understand that. Uh, and I'm assuming it's because some of these teams are going to be left out in the cold. These independents. Because that's yeah. Well, BYU's not an independent. They're in the Mountain West, right? No, they're independent now. They are independent. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that would mean that's the reason why. But but, but how does that make sense? Like just well, I would assume it doesn't. It has nothing to do with that. To me, it's about okay. Do you do you are you going to get to ten, ten games on a schedule? I'm assuming they're all trying to like match everybody with how many games everybody's going to play, because you can't have the Big Ten playing ten games and then we're only playing nine. Does it maybe mean that uh, – so Alabama and Texas A&M both play a Pac-12 team this year. That A&M had Colorado okay, and Alabama had USC. Right. And both of the, the – the Pac-12, Pac-12 is obviously out. is conference only. Right. Maybe what he meant by that was that uh, – they can make up those games because like of the Pac-12. They can make up those games, and then maybe nobody else has games well, against at the this Pac- point, Pac-12 or the Big Ten. Well, and that might be just – as of now, they can do that because at this point, there has been no other decisions made other than the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, right? Yes. So, Big Tw- a Big 12 is still, like, saying that they're going to play. SEC's saying they're going to play. Nobody's made a decision other than right. those two conferences. So, in their th- eyes, they're probably still saying, okay, LSU-Texas is still on. LSU, Actually, everything's still on in their awesome. minds. The only thing that's off is – a&M, Colorado, Alabama, USC. USC. Right. So replace those games, and we're back to normal until we make another decision. Yeah. Which we all think that's still going to happen. Yeah. Like, I don't see how you're – how are two, t- two conferences going to make this decision and nobody else falls in line? I assume that's what's going to happen. That would be wild if that's what happens, though. It would. It would be crazy. I, and we've been saying this for – I think we've been saying this probably for three months – that something weird is going to happen this year. And sure enough, I mean, we knew something crazy was going to happen, I'd whether it's no fans or whatever. Some, something big happens in the middle of this season. Yeah. Like I still think wise. something like crazy happens. Like it could be good or bad. That we've never dealt with like before. It could, it could be like season's done. Or it could be like fans are back. I don't like, see hey, fans. I think hey, once they make like a decision just, on that, I don't know if they're going to go back. No, I agree. I don't think so, but I just think something of that magnitude happens like six, five or six games in. Right. You know, I can see this is a weird, this is a weird hypothetical. Say they say, okay, this year no fans are in the stands, yeah. but we're going to make a decision on future sports and say by um, November things are better and they decide, okay, basketball, we can have fans in the, in the PMAC for basketball. But you still can't have any fans in the stands for football games. Oh. Okay, this sounds a lot like the uh, the uh, Billy Zimmerman theory. Oh yeah, what's you're, that you're, theory? You're, do you remember his theory? Uh, no. That um, right after this is my brother-in-law Billy. Your right s- after your, uh, stepdad. Yeah, right after the election, you're not going to hear about the coronavirus ever again. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about the election. Oh my God. It's gonna get. This is gonna be the craziest year ever. Yeah, no, it already. It is. already is. It already is. It's gonna be an all timer. Yeah. 
Trump said we were going to be winning. Rest in peace, Kobe. <laughs> Kobe. Kobe. You're my friend. <laughs> um, all right. So we just had an article written about us. Like yeah. just now. Yeah, like just posted. I guess um, we were talking. Yeah. Shout out to LSU's uh, football report yeah. for posting a little article about us. So we at least have one listener. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he had a couple of questions for us that we've never done before. Who has the best Coach O impression? Oh yeah, we'll leave it up to y'all. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> All right, we actually we, we we should we should say the same sentence. What sentence though? I don't know. What's a good Coach O sentence? Um, Miles Brennan. Miles Brennan's weighing about two twenty five right now. Yeah, I'd say Miles Brennan probably about two twenty-five. That's that. That wasn't my best. No, that was <laughs> that was you ate, Coach O. <laughs> Miles Brennan. I say, I say, I sit on you. You gotta have a little bit of raspiness to you, boy, boy. Yeah, I don't have it right now. Okay, it's just not there. All right, I think right. I won that one. Uh, yeah, I think so. And then he asked us, jambalaya or gumbo? What'd I you jam- say? I said jambalaya. Oh no, gotta go with gumbo. Chicken and sausage gumbo with the potato salad on top. Oh yeah, my that's God. fine for you, man. <sighs> That's great for you. Jambalaya makes me think of tailgating, though, and I really miss it. So. Yeah. Um, okay, guys, we're going to switch gears a little bit from football over to LSU basketball. You, you've been under a rock? Yeah, uh, big week. We had, um, first of all, old, our old friend, Detective Dick, Dickie mm-hmm. V. Yep. Um, he, got, he basically called Moose Cisse and said, um, I want you to go to Memphis, and then Musa Cisse committed to Memphis. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That was my my sauces told me that. That that's a that's a good summary of the of the yeah. happenings. Uh, well, he got involved and steered him away from LSU. You should say. Yeah. Um, and there's still all the rumors out there. Jordy Jordy Collada is a part of it, saying that Dale Brown was involved. Um, yeah. Some sort of like animosity between him and the LSU basketball program. Maybe LSU, I mean, maybe him and uh, Will Wade have some kind of beef. Um, But anyway, so on the heels of that, LSU just signed uh, a transfer from University of Washington, Brian Penn Johnson. Yeah. Seven-footer, 245. Um, I I always, when I see a seven-footer, I mean, I have to look at how much they weigh these days. Because so, I remember Chris Chris Johnson, oh, he no. was like six eleven, one eighty five. Yeah, <laughs> like pick. dude, that's that's not gonna do anything for you. For sure. Like, but seven foot two forty five. Okay, I'm I'm with you there. Um, didn't didn't put up great stats, but no, actually, a seven footer with some didn't size. Didn't put up any stats, really. Washington's a good program, though. I know they're recruiting very well. Yeah. Oh yeah, they are. No, they're not. Yeah, uh, that guy. Um, what's his name? Romar, whatever. But he gets guys. Romar, uh, like what? Markel Fultz. Markel they Fultz. They sucked. Markel Fultz was the number one pick of the draft. They went nine and twenty with that team. It doesn't matter. He's getting recruits. I'm not saying that they're a winning bro- basketball team, but they're getting good no, good all, recruits. All I know is that their team sucks. Probably, but um, they get they get some good quality players that okay. are that are that could be true. I, I actually I, don't I, know. I know he recruits like. Hard. I know and they it's had not just in one area. They've of the had country. Isaiah Thomas and they've had Markel Fultz in the past ten years. They had another guy recently that was a big time defender, um, and I think he went in the first round too, but I forget who it was exactly. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember that. Um, yeah, so this kid is a redshirt freshman. 
uh, played last year, transferred to us, and he's going to get a waiver to play this year. So he's going to have three years left. He'll be a redshirt sophomore with us. Yeah. Um, so that'll help with rim protection, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to have a guy like Cissé. Now, I don't th- I'm not here to tell you that he's going to start or anything I like wouldn't, that. I wouldn't look for an immediate impact. But we'll, I think on the next episode, we'll probably look at a depth chart and maybe uh, we can put together a depth chart of what we think could be um, a good rotation for LSU basketball. To me, that's what it's about this year coming up is a rotation of guys, and it mm-hmm. almost looks like we have a th- uh, three-deep rotation pretty much. We'll go over all that mm-hmm. in the next – but uh, 12 to 13 guys yeah, that yeah. can play. Yeah. I mean, you typically only have eight to nine, and then I you have everybody else sitting on the bench. I wouldn't expect 12 to 13 guys to play, though. No, I would probably expect 10 I, to 11, though. I don't know about that either. I, just, I, I think Will Wade's, like, comfortable with only playing, like – nine guys max. I think that's what he's had to do in the past. I think he wants to play more because he wants to get up and down and press. Yeah. Um, he said so in this We've last interview that. that he had. Um, but, And I think that's kind of where he's coming from. He needs depth. Yeah. So he can play yeah, that style. So guys style. don't just get worn out. Right. And I mean, you see you see how they play when they had that diamond press. Like, yeah, it is, that was fun. It is. It's a lot yeah. of fun. And the athletes that we have, it's like, yeah. man, I wish we could do that more, but we can't. Uh-huh. Because we don't have the depth, and, and we're still waiting to hear from uh, the guys who, yeah, who come back. The, yeah, waiting to see who which guys come back from it's the. Sa- uh, I mean, Emmett, Emmett Williams is gone, obviously, but um, Trenton Wofford sounds like the one that's. Trenton Wofford could be back. Javante could be back. Matt Moscona thinks Trenton Wofford's gone. Really? But yeah, I don't know where he's getting all that from, but he he thinks that he's gone. I, I heard Trenton Wofford. I heard Jordy Collada talking about him the other day and saying. I, he has he needs to come back, and it's the same reasons why we've said, which is his defense is just it, there is none. I saw that he uh, offensively he's good. I saw he's been working on his shot a good bit, and he's he's actually <laughs> he's shooting really well. Which is they like, need to take a basketball. Like, why are you? They need to take a basketball, punt it into the <laughs> stands, and you don't get to play with a basketball yeah, all summer. I agree. Okay, with that. you need to defend. Uh-huh. He's already good. Yeah. No, but um, the idea his offensive game is obviously like. It's we already all, good. We all really like it, it. It is good to go to the next level it's with his crazy, offensive though, game. To think that he's adding a three-point shot. Yeah, but that doesn't matter to me. I like, agree. I no, I completely he, agree. He, he will not. I was just. It, it got me excited thinking about him with. I mean, like, you shooting saw, threes. You saw like, Will Wade with him last year. Like he, the kid was averaging. How much was he averaging a, a game? Maybe like twelve points a game. I thought it was more than that. I thought it was more like fifteen, sixteen, almost. I but um, so. I mean, I remember him having a couple of games where, like, if he got the ball at the top of the key, he was scoring every time. But I still remember on timeouts him coming to the bench and just getting like yeah. yelled at. Yeah, getting his ears. Yeah, pursued. I mean, because he couldn't play defense at all, and it was almost like it didn't want to play defense. Okay, he averaged thirteen and a half points a game. Okay, seven, but he had he, seven rebounds. Seven rebounds, thirteen seven as a freshman. Yeah. I mean, you could easily see him as fifteen, sixteen, maybe even eighteen points a game next year. Yeah. Um, especially if he can shoot threes, apparently. Well, and especially if he can stay on the floor yeah. and not get pulled because he's done. He doesn't play defense. Yeah, um, that's true. I remember Will Wade just I mean, being you gotta fed up his, with it. You got to think his defense will be better if he's not uh, defending every team's center. Yeah, absolutely. You got to have bigs. Um, I think that was the difference in last year was that you didn't have any bigs, real bigs. I mean, you had Emmett and you had Darius Days and you had Trenton Wofford. 
And that was about it. Yeah. Um, Actually, now that I think about it, Emmett was guarding the centers. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't even Trenton guarding the centers. But you had six, 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 seven guys guarding, you know, yeah. low post guys. That's yeah. that's not that wasn't ideal. Yeah. No, our rebounding was just terrible. No, it wasn't good. And but I don't. I think it was as good as it could have been with that lineup. I mean, yeah. We needed we needed a low post guy uh-huh. last year. We needed a, a Cavell Big Big B Williams. Well, we, what we needed was for Trendon to really step up on defense, and he just wasn't ready to do that. Right. I mean, oh, if he, yeah, he would have been able to seriously step up on defense, I think we would have been that would have improved our team by. I still it been night and day. I still like the question of like, all right, if you could take one guy and put him on last year's basketball team, and you have the choice of Tremont Waters and Cavell Bigby Williams, which one would you pick? And how many more wins would you get with those guys? You see, I, I, uh, I've i heard people say that Cavell Bigby Williams was the bigger loss than Tremont. I just disagree. Okay. Because I don't think we had very good ball movement on offense. Right. And I think that's because of Tremont. And even if you don't have great ball movement, I mean, you still have Tremont Waters to just jack up 20, I actually agree with footers. you. I actually agree with you. Tremont Waters was just a difference maker. Yeah. Um, I still I, I mean, mean, he's one of the best basketball players we've had in a while. Yep. I agree with that. Um, I just cannot still can't believe that he left early. I to me it didn't it didn't make any sense then. It still doesn't make sense to me now. Did he uh he, did he end up being G League MVP? He did. Yeah. That's awesome. It is awesome, but I mean, it's like just sh- it, How much money it, are you making? Whenever rookies become G League MVP, I'm like, well, why are you in the G League, Ben? Right. You know? What are you doing there? You should have been stayed in college another year, done that in college, and then got he's on. He, I think he's on the wrong team right now. He's on. He's with Main? the Celtics. No, yeah. I mean with the Celtics okay. organization. Yeah, yeah. He's on the wrong team. Yeah. He needs yeah. to. He, he needs to get I, over to a different team where so he probably make the league. The, that's so frustrating that the Celtics grabbed him immediately after grabbing Carson Edwards. Yeah. And you already have Marcus Smart and Kemba Walker, and I think another really good player on as a point guard. Right. Is you, why, why did you take? Why did you take him? It's just probably it, value. It almost, They're just looking at value, and they're yeah. probably going to be able to trade him somewhere and get a pick or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah, to me, he's good enough to play in the league, but he's just stuck. But that was the point was, like, you don't go unless it's a short thing, man. Sure. Like, you never know what's going to happen. If he would have no averaged – he could have thought, though, that he would be drafted by a team that already has six point guards that yeah, are probably you, better than him. He knew he wasn't going to be in the first round. Sure. So if you're not in the first round, you don't have guarantee of anything. Yeah. You still have to make a team. Yeah. Um, that's why I, I, this frustrates me so bad. Like, what if he came back and he averaged 25 a game with with nine assists? Yeah. Uh, he's going to be a first round pick. Yeah. I mean, that's that was that's the problem I see. Is like, okay, it's just one more year. You were a oh, sophomore no. going into your junior year. Like, you got plenty of time to develop. I know you're small, but still. I'd love to see the Pels pick him up, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, somebody needs to make a deal for him, I would say. Speaking of the Pels, NBA. Yeah, let's talk about that. NBA. What, Um, 10 days from now? Yeah, 10 days. Is it 10 days or is it? Today's the ninth, 11 days. And there's five days until Major League Baseball. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so five days until Major League Baseball. They're playing like a – yeah, so they're doing like a little modified spring training. And then um, five days they'll play – Real games. And then, yeah, basketball, 11 days? 11 days, right. Okay. So, Pels it's about to get the, hot and heavy. That was the first game. Pen, I, Pen I think, you know, going back to football, I think this is what everybody's waiting on. They're waiting to see these big sports organizations play 
and how they deal with it and basically let the media circus die down a little bit. Yeah. And then they'll make a decision on what they want to do. It Well, the, the most interesting part isn't like the NBA deciding that we're going to come back. Obviously, they were going to come back. Uh, but what will be interesting is to see how they react to coronavirus cases, like when it happens. Absolutely. And what's the oh, protocol? Oh, or or it'll be interesting to see, do they have coronavirus cases when they're in the bubble? I would like to see like somebody gets the virus, they put them in the protocol, 14 days later they come back, and then I want to see – it maybe happen a few times and then people start getting used to it. Yeah. And when people get used to it, it's going to be like, okay, well that's, we can keep, we can continue to go. That's why I'm glad this is happening a month before college football comes back because by that time people will just kind of be in the groove of it, you know? Right. Um, I, yes. And I think that everything's weird now because everything is just uncertain and you've never seen it before. But once it happens a couple of times, I think everybody will get used to it and every, it, everybody will see, okay, well, this can continue to work kind of like just like the UFC's doing. Yeah. UFC's gotten guys that, that, have, that get tested positive and they, well, you know what they do? They replace them with another fighter. And the, well, guess what? Yeah. The fights go on. Yeah. We actually had a better one with uh, Usman and Masvidal. Yeah, actually, so that fight sucked. It did, but Masvidal only had... God, Usman's just not fun to watch. He's not. He's boring, but he's dominant. Yeah. I mean, um, no, he completely dominated the fight. He uh, was plus – Masvidal was plus 200. I was about to take a shot, but I, I, had, I didn't do it. I had 30 bucks on him. You I did? Mean, which is a lot for me. That is a lot for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a I, – so I took uh, – there was one of the chick fights earlier. Well, I should, probably, should I call it chick fights? Sure. They'd, they'd beat the shit out of me, so I, maybe I shouldn't call them chicks. But, <laughs> uh, I just took a random one. And uh, I didn't look at the odds or anything. And then they finally showed the odds. And my girl was like plus 900 or something like that. And I was like, oh, no. But one punch, man. No, no, no. I wasn't putting it on the lines. I was taking it straight up with uh, my friend William. Okay. And we were just betting on fights like straight up. Okay. And my girl was plus 900. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) And And she got rocked. Okay. I think in like two minutes or something. Uh, so well, we'll talk a little bit more about lines when basketball comes back. I think, I think that'll be a good, good one to go off of, uh, baseball. I got a, I got a guy, uh, Brandon Stewart. If you're listening, I got a guy who can help me out with some baseball lines. So we may talk about that. He's really good at that. And I'm, I'm not good. (laughs) I'm like, okay, if the Astros have Verlander on the mound, I'm taking him. And he's like, no, 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 don't do that. (laughs) And that's all I do. I just it's like I look at yeah, it's overvalued okay. and like um, he he's got good ones that he he can get like sites and stuff. We'll we'll kind of talk about that okay. later. I that's think interesting. I think we need to start uh, doing something with yeah. these with these games. Um, all right, so basketball, the Pels. I, I keep hearing on the radio they talk about this a lot, but like this little play in um, yeah. schedule, you're looking at them maybe having to go almost like six and two in this frame, right? No, I've, that's what I've seen is like five, three, six no. and two, something just, like that. You just have to, to make be it. equal or better than the Grizzlies. Okay. Because you're four games behind the Grizzlies right now. Uh, all you got to do is be within four games. Uh, and if you get within four games, then you have that little. But the Blazers series. and all of them too, they can play. Right. Uh, yeah. In, I guess right? if the, so you have to, so I guess what I should have said is you have to be equal or better than the Blazers and the Grizzlies. Okay. Uh, you can't have either of those teams have a better record than you gotcha. or, the, or else you're out. And I think that's probably, I heard Hannah Griff saying this, that's probably why he was probably saying like five and three 
They're just mm-hmm. anticipating that. Kind I'd of say be the five record and three. Something you're, like that. You're in the the play-in series with the Grizzlies. Yeah, he said five and three would be tight, and then yeah. six and two, you're in. Six and two, you're in for okay. sure. Uh, and then you have that play-in series where uh, it's double elimination for the Grizzlies, and then single elimination right. for us. Right. That's which right. Is so that fun. is that is fun. God, like. You, you, we always talk this is about opening these up a Pandora's box. Yes, of we like, always talk about these types of hypotheticals in sports. Yeah, but it never happens. Right, it's always like God. That would be so fun if we got to see that happen. And Ab Silver's like, all right, then let's fucking do it. Right, you know. Um, yeah, I'm so excited for so it. So Zion, fun. what's going on with Zion? Uh, it's not a big deal. Personal it's, thing he had to leave for. Yeah, personal thing. But it, the only it thing like I saw was like, I feel like it's the Duke stuff. Oh, okay. He's got to move his parents out of that million dollar house. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they got to they got to get the uh, they got to get the the deeds right and all uh-huh. that. What about the quarantine though? Him coming back that was the only thing I was concerned about was like yeah. a quarantine period when he comes back. Yeah, he might not be able to practice with the team. But it, yeah, much my concern is he's going to be able game. to play the first game. That's kind of what I didn't want to happen. No, was the Pels. So the Pels have already come out and said that Zion will be back for the first game. Okay. Uh, Good. That's kind of what I want. Which I, I want would it guess to be... means that he's going to be back in the bubble today or tomorrow. Right. Okay. Because he's the, when, once he gets back, I think he has to quarantine for seven days in his hotel room uh, before he can start doing anything. What would suck is if he got back and he was freaking positive. I can't even put that in my head. Oh, I know. Then should've he's going to be like. Shouldn't even freaking said that. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, I I think he it'll be fine though. It, it, he'll he'll quarantine and then he'll be back for two days to practice with the team and then we'll play our first game and he'll be there. Right. Okay. And he'll be in great shape. Well, let's move on um, to one of our favorite segments we do here. Now it's time for your favorite segment, Tiger Droppings Posts of the Week. All right, so first post here, Jack. Um, this is by by Lester Earl. Famous. Yeah, Lester Earl's on Tiger Droppings. Um, let's predict Eric Gilbert's stats. And then he's got in parentheses, tight end porn inside. <laughs> let's cl- I, now I got to click on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's a picture of Eric Gilbert with his shirt off. Uh-huh. Um, all right, so. Daniel Hunter-esque. Is that what they said? No, that's what I said. It's, it's what it looks like. Okay. Yeah. So this guy says 32 catches, 450 yards, six touchdowns. Um, Sounds reasonable. All right. So, well, first of all, I saw this week that he's Eric Gilbert is on the Mackey Award watch list. That's tight end of the year, right? As a true freshman. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Uncommon. Maybe like OJ Howard. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't. I can't remember that. Uh, who was the kid know. at Who was the kid at Georgia um, a couple years ago? From mm. love to throw to Isaac Nada. Yeah, he big time tight end coming yeah. out. Um, did he go to the league? I don't know. I think he was Isaac Nada. Wasn't he on? He was a big time tight end. He was on the team. I thought this past year. But it, oh, is he? Is he still there? I don't think he's still okay. at Georgia. I think did he get drafted? Like, come on, the guy's got it. I didn't hear it. about him. The guy was good. I didn't hear about him. Um. All right, so Eric Gilbert, 
what do you what do you think catches and touchdowns? Catches yards and touchdowns. I think mine are think all inflated. Everything that I've <laughs> no, I used you, to think of, you, you, like you, to me, thirty-two catches. Come on, bro. Like, well, you also got to think about the season's going to be shorter. What was Moss? Yes, that's true. Okay. What was Moss's? Yeah. Uh, so that whole 4,500 yard. Oh yeah, yeah. For Forty Miles touchdowns. That ain't happening this year. Probably out the window. If it's ten games. Yeah. And we don't even know what's going on with playoffs yet. Yeah. Well, it's going to be eleven games. SEC championship. That's um, true. Um, all right. Maybe a bowl game. So um, would you? I mean, I, I, still I think I think Miles Brennan's going to throw his way a lot, like a lot, a lot. I do too. I, I mean, they keep saying uh, he's going to be like the Calvin Johnson of the offense, and like if you go back and watch Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson, he threw it to Calvin Johnson like ten, eleven times a game. Yeah. And if that's the role he's going to play, then you got to imagine he's going to at least get eight or nine targets a game. Right? This is so, and I, I see him being a safe guy for them, like in, a, in the offense, like yeah. uh, maybe getting something out to him in the flats, yeah. maybe like a little short in or short or maybe out. Maybe just like, you know, uh, nothing's open, so I'm just going to chuck it up to yeah. my, my Calvin Johnson. My only question with Eric Gilbert, because I've heard so much hype about him and all that, and I've yeah. seen highlights and stuff, but I want to know if he can catch the ball coming in as a true freshman in this offense. The guys that we had last year that could catch the ball was insane. Yeah. Um, this guy's a true freshman, so he's going to be coming into this offense. Was he here for uh, spring and all that too? But yeah. I think he got hurt, right? He was. Yeah, he he was hurt. So but I'm I hoping he doesn't matter. I'm now. hoping he's into that. The way they were practicing or something was different last year. It was ob- so obvious that they caught every single pass that he can step up and be a short-handed, a short-handed guy, kind of like uh, Thaddeus Moss was last year. They've probably uh, they've probably been able to work on their hands more this year with uh, quarantine and all that. That's true. Like you just have a – you give every player a ball machine. Just So Eric Gilbert, I would still – I know it's going to be a shortened season, but I still say more than that. I'm saying 40 catches – 500 yards, seven touchdowns, something like that. Man, I think he has 10 touchdowns. 10? Yeah. But yards and catches around that same. I, he'll have a game where he has four touchdowns. I mean, these guys just, I mean, they're, the stats are just unreal with this, ty- with this offense. Yeah. Um, okay, here's one. Uh, John Chavis takes job as middle school football assistant. Oh. By Houston Gumbo Guy. There's a picture of him, too, with a uh, gray beard now. This, this article is actually pretty funny. So it goes, uh, it's, it's talking about all the Auburn, I mean, Arkansas coaches from the previous year mm-hmm. and like where their new landing spot is. So Chad Morris, head coach, now offensive, Auburn offensive coordinator. Uh-huh. Joe Craddock, offensive coordinator, now UAB tight ends coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> John Chavis, defensive coordinator, middle school assistant in Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> An assist. I mean, not the middle school head coach. No, assistant. not a high school assistant. <laughs> a middle school assistant coach. And the chief has fallen off. Yeah, talk about third and Chavis. Jesus. Um. All third right. Grade and Chavis. Well, and then I saw what Mettenberger is going to be. Is he an assistant coach for a high school team? Offensive coordinator? Offensive coordinator. High school, high school. team? Somewhere okay. in uh, Is it Nashville? Nashville yeah, because yeah. sh- that's where the Titans are. I'm sure he's got a home there. Yeah, true. That That's funny that Mettenberger's cool. got a higher position than Chavis does now. Yeah. 
But I did I did tweet this. Now that Mettenberger's in the coaching ranks, that continues the Cam Cameron coaching tree. Got to keep yeah. that in mind. Who all is in the Cam Cameron? <laughs> What's the tree consist of? That's just him. Just, just, uh, just, just, just a straight tree. Just a, uh, just a high school offensive <laughs> coordinator. That's it. Yeah. We'll see if uh, – all right, so here's another one. Um, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, but con- congrats to Vital, Brown, and Banson. Proposed lifetime ban from campus by tra- Jack Craval. Uh, so he's talking about Dick Vital, Dale Brown, and Bo, ba- Bo Banson, I think is how you pronounce his name. Bo Banson is the uh, one of the compliance. He was in the compliance department. Oh, okay. Um, and so he would be one of the guys that was making sure everybody was kind of doing what they were supposed to do. Yeah, I know the compliance department isn't a popular No, they're not popular guys. Among, uh, among um, but the rumor is Vital with Dale Brown and Bo Banson, they were all like cohorts in this whole deal. Gotcha. But the this tweet says proposed lifetime ban from campus. I want to take the opposite route. I want LSU to schedule Memphis to come to the PMAC yeah. with Musa Cisse, and I want it to go on ESPN, and I want ESPN to make Dale Brown come and call the game. Yeah, um, I think it would be it would be a hard sellout. Easily. <laughs> if they allow fans. Yeah. It'll be a hard sellout. Oh, that would be the worst. They do that and then no fans are allowed. Uh, <laughs> we just got to listen to stupid Dicky V. Yeah. And he'd be like, see, they love me here, baby. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, no. Yeah, we Wait have to year. have fans. Wait a year. We have to have fans. <laughs> Wait uh, one Susa, year. Cisse, I've heard something about Cisse not even being able to play. Maybe he'll be ineligible the whole year. Uh, kind of like the other guy from Memphis that they just had. Good. Uh, Wiseman, something yeah, about him. James Wiseman, yeah. Um, yeah, but that would be awesome, man, to have Dick Vitale come to an LSU game and just get like, I mean, just trash. It would be a riot. Yeah. Um, but really, all right. So to. now I want to see what happens. I mean, I'm sure Dick Vitale is never coming here to come call a game, but um, what happens when Dale Brown comes in the, the stadium? Yeah. What happens when he comes and sits down? Is are people going to give him heat? Um, uh, I don't know. He's very think, beloved. Yeah. But I think that's uh, far enough away from now to where that people. Will and, you know, we follow like sports talk and stuff and all that. But like, what is the outsider? That's just he's, they're big fans, maybe donors to the school. Do they know about all this? And what are their feelings about this? I'm sure there's sources and stuff yeah. that kind of tell them things. But I'm wondering how Dale Brown is going to be viewed hereafter. Um, I know he says that he has no part of this, but yeah. like, there's a lot of smoke. So, yeah. okay, so let's talk about this. Um, we, I saw a proposed conference realignment by Pat Forty uh, recently, and it was like uh, I think it was 64 teams. I think we were talking about that earlier. I think no, it was the, was the it Pat Forty one. How many was teams was it total? Do you remember? Uh, it was a lot of teams. Let me, let me try to find it. Let's All right, so you just looked it up. 120 teams. That's that's fucking dumb. I'm yeah. not interested in that at all. Well, and it's it's what's dumb about it is that you have like schools that should not be in the same. He's got them all like listed as divisions, like the Deep South, the Great Midwest, the Great Mid East, and it's like that. It's not you cannot put. I'm just looking at the Deep South. You cannot put Florida in the same conference as UAB. Like yeah. The and budgets are not even close. I can understand the logic behind it because you're saying, okay, there's all these conferences that are like 
you know, obviously there's conference to conference, there's too much, uh, there's no parity between the conferences, basically. That, um, so he's trying, he's trying to make them he's trying have to less parity? Make, he's trying to do this thing where you make these 10 conferences and, like, they're all pretty close to the same, even though you really don't accomplish that because you have... But you'll uh, have, like, one team that's way better than all the other teams. Exactly. And then now you have just, like, no one plays a tough schedule. Well, and uh, he he's trying to make this, like, a basketball, right? Yeah. So the, the problem is when uh, you try to compare... Someone, this is someone who really wants to, like, expand the playoff, I guess. Well, ex- not only expand the playoffs, but I think what he's trying to do, too, is he wants to take the basketball model and move it over to football. The problem is you can have small teams be very good at basketball. Um, yeah. If you have a good program and you have a couple of solid players, all of a sudden you have a really good team. Right. For football, it is a completely different world. Mm-hmm. You have to have scholarship athletes – you got to have athletic budgets. There's tons more factors in there other than, you know, that's this is the reason why Seton Hall doesn't have a football team. Yeah. Um, but they can operate a basketball team because you don't need as many guys. Right. Um, you don't have as big of a budget. Like, yeah. it, the operating costs are enormous. Yeah. Yeah, you, there's no way that you can you can put that. It's All that is is for – it's clickbait bull crap. Yeah, uh, I agree. And that's what 40s. So the one that I saw, uh, and I had, I've seen people try. Uh, there have been this this weird amount of people that are trying to do the exact same thing. And you well, there's like nothing else to do right now, like now so they're LSU just trying to come up with and things. And Bama and Arkansas and Auburn are like now we're all in the Sun Belt. Like what? Yeah. Why? Right. That's right. stupid. Uh, but the one I saw that I actually liked is um, Kyle Umlang. You know who that is? No. He's a Texas guy. Okay. Uh, and he proposed. Uh, something, I guess it's not a proposal, it's just like an idea. Um, it's four conferences, 16 teams in each conference, so 64-team uh, league. Kay. And, you know, everybody wants to shift to, like, more of a Power Five-only type league. Right. Uh, so that would basically be that. Uh, and it would be the ACC, the Big Ten, the Pac-16, and the SEC. So you get rid of uh, – The Big 12 the Big is no 12. longer. You get rid of the Big 12, and those teams all disperse. Okay. Uh, and you add in – I think he added in Notre Dame and UCF or something like that. Right. And that's more semantics than anything. Uh, I still think you're going to end up with the five conferences. And the way they are now, like it, it'll be the Big 10, Pac-12 – Big 12 and SEC, and, yeah, there might be a couple of teams that get added into conferences, and then they completely just break away. It actually mean they actually may break away first, and then some of the other teams come calling. Like, Notre Dame's going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. So I ha- that, that'll force Notre Dame to join a conference. If the, if the yeah. Power Five yeah. decides they're breaking away from the NCAA and forming their own, like, league or division, they're going to have to join. Who are some of the other teams that could join – who are outside in a in a group of five, Boise, and I'm assuming this is only for football, right? Like they would break away just for football only, right? So yeah, football only. Basketball, you would still have like everything the way it is now yeah, because you would have a team like Gonzaga who would be left out if not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of questions yeah. with all that, but and, and the reason I like this is because um, so I I would love to see an expanded playoff, but I don't think it would work with 
the current conference format that we have right now because if you win the SEC or like if you don't win the SEC, then the regular season proved the regular season in your conference championship proved that you weren't the best team in that conference, right? Mm-hmm. And so to allow that team into the playoff now in an expanded playoff would kind of mean that the regular season didn't mean anything because then now you can still go to the playoff and just I, win so two or three games and you've I, I, I hear what you're saying, but at the end of the day, if the second place or the third place SEC, it, it's not really even first or second place because we have divisions. So say it's LSU Alabama uh, in the West, and then Georgia's the winner out of the East, and LSU wins. Um, they're they're undefeated, and Alabama has one loss to us. Um, so Alabama doesn't get to go to the SEC championship game, even though they're they only have one loss. Sure, but they're better than Georgia, or not even Georgia, but they're better than Ohio State or better than like. You got sure. teams that are in but now the SEC, you're, but you're letting Bama in, even though they lost to LSU. So now LSU has the possibility of playing Bama again, and then Bama beats LSU, which is the whole reason we sw- switched to a playoff anyway, is because that happened in the I BCS. know, and I think this is a LSU blinders kind of thing because if the roles were reversed, no, if the I roles were reversed, 20, it still in, wouldn't be in fair. 2011. If LSU. Got into the playoff, even though Bama beat us, and we beat Bama in a one-four matchup. That's not fair to Alabama. If we lost the game of the century nine to six in overtime, yeah, um, and it was Alabama and Oklahoma State, and we didn't get to jump Oklahoma State, don't you think you would be pissed off? No, because we lost to Alabama. That no, we, the regular season proved. But you that could we tell good enough. You could tell that we were better than them. We were better and than Oklahoma State? Yes. Yes. Alabama sure. was too, right? Sure, but we didn't win our own conference. That doesn't matter. We lost to Alabama. You should be able to get into the playoff, though. Like, if it's a four-team playoff, to me, it's the best teams go into the playoff. All right, so here, here's what I would suggest. You do expand the playoffs to, like, an eight-team playoff or whatever. Um, but it's got to be, in my opinion, it, it has to be. Like, you have conference winners, obviously, that get put in there, but you're going to have, like, some at-larges, and they need to be whoever's the best team. Like, you, that's where you put your opinions up. The, the beauty with the basketball tournament is there's so many teams, right? So whenever they do the uh, selection shows, and it's like there's one team – uh, there's like there's like three teams that are on the bubble, and it's always like who's going to get into the who's going to get the tournament. Yeah. And there's always like this argument. And I always remember Dick Vitale coming on and like, oh my god, I can't believe Syracuse got in, or whatever, over, or like uh, yeah, yeah, over Siena. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like who cares, right? Yeah, who cares? Because you eventually just play it all out anyway. Yeah. Um, and so the my point always was when they did when they expanded from two teams to four teams and when you keep expanding it it's going to be less and less important of who gets in to that last spot the more you keep right. expanding That's true. so now who the 64th so, team is doesn't matter right. because you play it all out and so when it goes problem, from 4 to 8 it'll be even the problem that i have though is that you're the more you do that the less important that the regular season becomes uh, especially if you're playing against FCS schools and all that kind of shit. So 
I well, think that that's Clemson. Like Clemson plays nobody. Well, right, right. So I think that changing the format and saying you can't play non-power five teams out of conference, and now they have to play. But what if the ACC is weak? Like so, Clemson plays in the ACC. They're undefeated. Um, they played Texas A and M, and then they went undefeated. So, but what if you have a team that loses one game, but they're there's, you know, say LSU lost to Auburn that day, um, and it's between LSU and Clemson, and we all know that LSU is deserving to play in the playoffs, and it's between those two teams. I mean, that's that's kind of why. Yeah, what if the ACC was is down, and you have Clemson? Like, let's just take last year as an example. Clemson goes undefeated because they played zero. They played nobody. Yeah, LSU plays their schedule, which was brutal. They end up – say they lost that game to Auburn. They had a, an interception that changed the game, and they lose by a field goal. Okay. Um, but then they go on, win the SEC championship and all that, and it's a question of, like, who's better between Clemson – and I'm just – this is a hypothetical. Like, it's just a – say Ohio State's the number one team, Clemson and LSU are going to be fighting for that number two spot, and there's only, like, a two-game schedule. So you're going to say Clemson's going to go because they went undefeated and yeah. they won their conference, yeah. even though they played nobody and LSU played all the tough teams. Yeah, but so you see the difference, though, is that Clemson wouldn't play nobody in this system because you're, you'd be required to play. So it's four conferences, right? Okay. So you'd be required to play at one in your non-conference country. You'd be required to play one team from each of the other conferences. Well, they played. Oh, you're talking of about all other, of their of this, all like, of their non-conference. I guess it would be up like a so power, be a power four, five, power it would be four, power four conference. So you have to play only. one team from the SEC, one team from the Big Ten, and another from the Pac-12. Okay, or well, Pac-16. Well, then that would make a difference, unless you're playing like Kansas. Right. That's that's my point. Is that you'd make like people would be concerned about the regular season becoming like worthless in like an expanded playoff, but if you force every team to play respectable teams for every single game, then every game does still mean something. In oh, the I think season. I think an eight-team playoff is exactly where you need to be. Um, I don't think it even needs to be more than that. I used to think you needed a 16-team playoff. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think it's an eight-team playoff, and whether it's four or five conferences, you have automatic bids. Uh, say it's five conferences. You have automatic bids for those conference champions, and that's your yeah, first five seeds. For sure. And then you have three at-larges, yeah. and you pick them from wherever they are. And those three at-larges have to be completely opinion-based. And that's where you take those guys in the room and you sit down and say, okay, who are the three teams and what seeds are they? Yeah. Um, then it's like, okay, well, whoever's the ninth team, they obviously probably have a loss, right? Yeah. Maybe two losses. Probably two. And it's like you don't have a room to stand on. Yeah. If you really, If you wanted to be in this, you could have. And it's like right. – you Nobody's know, arguing that like, the ninth best team is the first place team. Exactly. Right? And like the eighth or ninth probably doesn't matter. They're going to probably lose to the one team anyway. Right. 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 So like who cares? Well, it's kind of <laughs> like the NBA playoffs is like who who's battling to be the eighth seed? Who's going to who's going to have to play the Lakers first round or the yeah. Warriors first round? Yeah. Like it's it's not a great place to be. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> or or like so, I the reason I really like sixteen team playoff is because uh, that first round would uh, you could do like 
home series. Like so, the high, yes, higher I, seed team gets the home game, which that would then create a problem with the eight nine because it's like, okay, you're deciding which team gets the home game. I see. I still always like the neutral site, the neutral site thing where it was like the entire thing was based on the bowl system. Um, and basically I do like redoing the ball system, kind of like how they do it now with the playoffs. You still do that from, like, I guess, the Elite Eight on. Right. But that first round is playoff games 16? at college campuses. So a round is 16? Yeah, the, six, the, okay. the first round with 16 teams would be at college campuses, which I think would be so fun. I mean, right. that, I mean that's what the NFL does. So it would have been LSU versus, like? Uh, I think it would have been – this year I think it would have been, like, Cincinnati. 16, number 16. I, I, th- I don't think Cincinnati was 16, but um, there would have been, the, I would assume, in a power five, in like a 16 team playoff, you would have uh, Memphis, one uh, group of five team make it. Uh, and I think Cincinnati was the highest ranked group okay. of five, even though they, or no, it would have been Memphis. Sorry. Yeah, because Memphis beat Cincinnati back to back weeks at the end of the year. Okay. So it would have been Memphis. Um, a lot of that would be fun. It would be great to have everybody on the same page with that kind of stuff because I don't, I don't, and I think this is the this is the uh, time where people are going to start making decisions on things where they're out the box. Like, if, if there's ever a time to change things, it's right now. And like, who knows if we're even going to have a playoff this year or not? But if you wanted to, since since there's less games and you wanted to give people more opportunity to play. Yeah. Maybe it's something that they could decide on the fly. I I know there's all these contracts yeah. in place and That's stuff. That's what I was saying last week. Um, there's so many contracts in place with this, and they always like lean on that, and they say, "Well, the decision's not up until like two years from now or yeah. whatever." And it's like, "Why can't you make a decision now? It doesn't make any sense." Yeah. And there's going to be more money involved. So I I actually think a sixteen playoff would make a lot of sense for this year. Six teams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have the five conferences. Five conference champions, and then one group of five representative, maybe, or just like maybe one at large. And if there's a undefeated group of five, then let them have it. Uh, but if there's not, then if there's I like an obvious team in the group in the Power Five that s- didn't win their championship but should be in the playoffs, that's where the question is: is yeah. Yeah. is that one team that has a loss in the SEC? they're going to get shut out because you've put automatic bids in over that. I think you can only do the automatic bids if you have an eight team playoff. Um, but if you Maybe go to, if you go to a six, sense. it's hard to, it's hard to say that to just let one team in. Well, like, like you know, one, who's, who's going to win the pack 12, who's going to win the pack 12 Oregon, uh, probably Oregon. Yeah. Okay. So say Oregon has one or two losses and okay. like, so they're going to get in over a one loss sec team. And it, that's where I'm like, okay, I, I, I get it, but you're not, they're not playing anybody. It's an eyeball test, but still, you have to do something if you have that few teams in. Um, you can't shut somebody out that's obviously deserving to be in there. Sure. Yeah. Like definitely. if if LSU has one loss, but say they went to the Pac-12 and they they played that schedule, they would go undefeated. Yeah. So that's kind of what I look at is it's got to be an eyeball test when you get to that few teams. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, something I just thought about, uh, like home home field advantage isn't going to be a thing this year. No. Because I, I got into a debate, or a debate, not really a debate, it was just like a crazy Texas A&M guy, and he was talking about how, like, LSU has to come to Kyle Field, and I was like... So what? 
<laughs> Y'all aren't going to be there. Yeah. You know, it's just going to be your field. That's all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I hadn't thought about that, but, you know, we have at Florida, at Auburn, at Texas A&M. No, yeah. Now those are like just neutral site games. Right. And then vice versa, though. We have Alabama sure. coming here, sure. which would have been very but the tough majority, for Alabama the to majority win. of our tough games, quote unquote, right. tough games. Florida, for sure. Like, Flo- Flor- yeah. The Florida Playing, game not was having the to one. play uh, in like the traditional 100,000 fan swamp. Well, I think it was like a couple a of deal. months ago we were talking about, okay, Miles Brennan. This will be Miles Brennan's first real test. Like, He's going to have Texas at home, and if we were having fans in the stands, you know, we, we saw LSU still winning that game, and, like, you know, Texas could put up a little offensively, but we're still going to beat them. But the Florida game was going to be the real test where we're on the road for the yeah. first time in a really tough environment, and Miles Brennan's under center. How is he going to – what kind of decisions is he going to make under pressure, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, that takes a lot off. Yeah. Big time. And um, I mean, now there's not even going to be the Texas game, probably. Yeah, well, I don't think so either. I think it's going to be all-conference only. And yeah. then um, we'll probably play like one, maybe two games before that Florida game. Yeah. Just, we had Ole Miss. Ole Miss in Florida. In Florida, yeah. Right. And Florida was like week six. Now it's going to be week two or three. Yeah, and I, you know, I heard one of the things that Coach O did say about uh, whether we back up a couple of weeks or whatever. So I could see a mid-September starting um, yeah, and where they place SEC games and what's the SEC schedule, I think it's the biggest question that we yeah, all have. Yeah, how they have. organize all that. Yeah, I mean, is, if it's SEC only, how are we going to do this? Yeah. Um, and we got to go with our idea. It's got to be the ping pong balls. I love that. Um, it's the only way to do it. Yeah. Greg Sankey, I know you're listening. Yeah. Um, we got to do the ping pong idea. Uh-huh. I'll I'll moderate it if you want. <laughs> that would be really fun if you if you did the ping pong idea and then someone picked like two Vanderbilts. Yeah, you know? right. Because <laughs> uh, every every team would have to have two in there, right? Yeah. And two it's balls. like, well, um, Alabama gets theirs, and it's like it's got um, Florida on it, uh-huh. but it's obviously crossed off, <laughs> and it has Vanderbilt. And yeah. he's like, got a Vanderbilt ball. <laughs> like, okay, Alabama, here we go. Come on, Saban. <laughs> Jesus. All right, guys, I want to wrap it up. At first, I want to thank our sponsor, uh, courtesy Buick GMC in Lafayette. Been really good to us. Brandon Lejeune, Court Williams over in Lafayette, 4750 Johnson Street. Reach out to those guys. Give Brandon a follow on Facebook. I'll tag all of his information. Uh, He can deliver cars to you. He's getting some 2021 Yukons in, guys, and they look beautiful beautiful he's got one that he posted online i think it was i think he told me 70 80 grand uh, but it was like completely decked out uh got a lot of, all of a sudden he posted it and he had like uh 50 shares on on facebook everybody loved that one that he posted so go follow him he'll have good deals coming in and out of the dealership that uh usually when he posts something you have to act fast it's not going to be around very long he had one the other day it was a truck that got sold same day so uh, if he's posting it, it's because it's a good deal. Uh, again, Brandon Lejeune, courtesy Buick GMC, courtesy Automotive Group in Lafayette. Big, big supporters of us. Also, Bandit Radio, guys. Check us out, uh, Bandit Radio 3 on Twitter. Uh, we have a collection of podcasts, LSU podcasts, in our family of uh, our family network here. Um, check them out. Give them a like. Give them a follow. Um, also... 
go check out our website, oneteamonepodcast.com. We have a shop page there too. So you can get all of our episodes and you can go to our shop page. We've got tons of t-shirts on there. I have an idea for a Coach O collection coming up here soon. So we're going to make that happen here soon. Uh, we'll we'll uh, post that on Twitter too. But you can reach us at oneteamonepod on Twitter. Uh, very active on Twitter. I always say that Jack starts the fights and then I settle them down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, we haven't been we haven't been like that lately. Nah. The last thing I had was the Penn State guy blocked me. Yeah, Penn State um, guy blocked you. Penn State does not like me. We had the Texas A and M guy that I just Texas A and M guy. Yeah, he was yeah. on. It was you and He's LSU Dan were going at this. Uh, Man, when you're in an argument with you LSU started Dan, that fight. Hold on, you started that. Fight. I started the fight with the the A and M guy. No, with Dan. No, Dan loves us. Dan, Dan loves, loves us. us but he didn't like our one topic. The, yeah, it was your topic. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad topic. We're, I, we weren't I bashing was kids, fine. but it was he, was. he was trying to say that we were going to do like negative recruiting, and I was. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think there's going to be any coach that goes, "Yeah, like, oh, look at these guys over at One Team One Podcast. They're really uh, shitting on their all all their guys." I don't think. I don't think we have that much pull right now. No, we don't, and we weren't really shitting on anybody. Uh, if yeah, you go really look back weren't. at that, listen back to that episode. It was about we um, tended to blame all of that on coaching. Coaches. Yeah, Russell Russell Shepard was our main or, one. Or well, we would either like, we would either we would either say that or we would say like, yeah, I don't know what the hell happened with that guy. That that was it. That was all we would say. Right. Uh, but I would like to do a where are they now kind of thing, and maybe even get some interviews with some guys. So if anybody okay. has any. Um, any suggestions for us, reach out to us on Twitter on at one team, one pod. We would love to hear from you there. Other than that, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, so episode 21 is coming up next. That's a Dalton Hilliard episode. Oh, maybe Hilliard. I can get Dalton uh, on. You want to get Dalton on? Sure, maybe sure. I'll get him on. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have anything else to do. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, we will see you guys next week. One team, one podcast logging out. One Team, One Podcast, a Bandit Radio Production.